Maya, Hannah, and Cassie. <laughs> um, so today we are going to be sharing with you some of the quotes that we thought were relevant to both what we're learning in class and to our field experience from Beach Chapter 6. So starting off, we're going to have Cassie share some of her important points. Okay. <laughs> Hello. So... So a quote that I really liked um, from Advantages of CCSS Writing Standards reads, the fact that students need to attend to their audience's knowledge level and concerns means that their writing is more likely to consider the nature of their audience's knowledge, beliefs, needs, and interests given their purposes for writing. So. (laughs) (laughs) oh i really like that quote i think when i was learning about this in middle school and high school the audience focus didn't become really necessary until like later on for like my ap high school career and then i was kind of stuck so i think it's good that they're emphasizing the importance of it now yeah i agree um i feel like it's good that they're emphasizing the importance of it now because when i was in english um I'm with seventh grade now, seventh grade, even high school, I feel like we didn't focus on audience until like one time I handed in a paper and my teacher was like, you need to write this essay like somebody doesn't know, like don't write it like you're writing it to me, write it as you're writing it to someone who has no idea what you're talking about. And that was like my first experience with audience, I guess, but before then, like it wasn't even talked about. I completely agree. Um, I was thinking about it as I was reading, and I don't think we actually talked about it until like sophomore year, which was kind of far, in, or not far in advance, but like further down the line. Um, and it literally, like it didn't cross my mind, but it's such a big part of writing, figuring out who you're writing it to and how you can craft it that way. And have you guys noticed it within your class? So I've been trying to notice it in my clinical placement, trying to see if my cooperative teacher has even mentioned it or if the students are thinking about it. And a lot of the times they, they don't really talk about it, which I found, well, not really surprising, but like kind of given what we've read. <laughs> yeah, um, I feel the same way. Um, my students have mostly been focusing on writing for literature, not really informative and nonfiction writing in general. Um, They're actually gonna be moving into a unit where they focus on news and media, and my teacher's going to try to weave that in Mm -hmm. to learning informational and argumentative writing. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how successful (laughs) um, that's going to be because although I think my teacher is great at articulating points to students and making sure that all students understand everything. I feel like she's not great at getting the purpose across to the students where they have the desire to want to write nonfiction pieces and care about nonfiction pieces. And I feel like the need for students to be engaged and understand the purpose is kind of like a common theme throughout this chapter. Yeah, my grade is definitely focusing on nonfiction pieces and argumentative writing. Mm. That's where we're at right now. But I feel like the way my school works, what my teacher says is they created this thing where they plan everything together. 
so that they're all on the same track, which I feel like the positive of that is whatever classroom you go into, they're all going to be doing the same kind of thing. Mm, What I don't like is they put it in place so it wouldn't be one teacher was doing something better than the rest. (coughs) Excuse me, I'm a little sick. (laughs) So it wouldn't be one teacher was doing something better than the rest of them. And then that teacher has to teach all of them how to do it. I feel like it kind of keeps them in like mediocrity because they try to make sure they're all using the same tools and doing the same kind of lessons. And then the older people who have been there and the younger people, they kind of control how it goes. So I feel like I see the same thing of like um, a workshop where it's like, this is our term for today. (laughs) Now go do that in your books. Like, you know, like not a lot of examples, not a lot of interaction, not a lot of practice so yes well my and I are at the same school I'm just in the grade above and it is a lot of teacher collaboration which is awesome that teachers are well aware of what's going on in each other's classroom they can support each other and give each other ideas but I definitely think that it's really restricting both on their creativity so Mm -hmm. then it ends up being restricting on the students creativity as Mm -hmm. well Mm, I like that next section who wants to go um limitations okay so um i chose while (coughs) focus on the organization of argument is certainly essential focusing primarily on the use of organization can detract from a focus on students engagement with their topic as well as their creation of social context that serves to motivate them to formulate effective arguments given their concern and interest in a certain problem or issue. Some of these quotes were very long. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I thought that this was really important because this I've definitely noticed. Um, Even talking to some of the students about their writing and like looking at it, a lot of them are like, well, it needs to have A, B, C, D. Um, I've seen the outlines of it and I know we've talked about it in class. Um, Do you guys have any thoughts about it? About what? Organization being the main focal point. Mm. As like a disadvantage. Mm. Restrictive. Mm. It depends because sometimes I feel like um, kind of how yesterday in Tebs we learned that like language mm. is like the hidden curriculum. Yes. I feel like my teacher teaches the content and is like, all right, here's an outline. Do your topic sentence. Do your quotes. And it's just assume that they know how to... Mm-hmm produce yeah. those sentences and they know how to flow a topic sentence into a quote and explain it when there are so many layers to that then you kind of get lost in the organization mm-hmm. aspect of it i think yeah going off what hannah says similar to what dr ochoa said i think sometimes too much organization can be limiting yeah and I say that because, like I said, my students, they're focusing on argumentative writing. And you also said that it also works when they're able to formulate their own opinions about topics that matter to them. And I feel like organization is limiting because what the teachers did was they created their own palettes mm-hmm. with articles on four different topics, which is like deforestation, animals in captivity, um, not combat, but like competitive sports okay and the fourth social media and they created four padlets with articles on that like each teacher created one and i feel like that's great organization organizationally 
But I feel like if the students were able to create a pilot Mm -hmm. or like if there was a lesson that taught them, okay, these are the kind of articles you need. And then you revise their articles and be like, okay, that's not a valid source. This is why. Like Mm -hmm. stuff like that. It would have gave them some of their more agency. And I feel like they're also picking one of five topics, four to five topics giving to them. They're not really picking topics that mean something to them. All right, so now we're going to discuss a little bit about devising writing assignments based on critical inquiry. The quote I found was that students were not particularly engaged in generating certain essays on topics in which they had little interest and in an activity that amounted to the five paragraph essay format written primarily for the teacher. Uh, This is very prevalent in my classroom. While my teacher finds interesting essay topics for her students to write on that they may be passionate about or engaged in, it's always an essay and they never have a project which i feel like it shows that one she doesn't trust them as much and two that she doesn't really believe that expressing themselves in a different creative way shows that they understand the novel and there's definitely an issue with that i don't know if you guys have similar experiences Ooh. Hmm. i would say wow yeah i think that would go <laughs> by last point of like too much organization can be limiting. Too much scaffolding can be hard because stifling. Because I feel like they created these pilots for these kids. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. these are your topics. And these kids, from what I hear from my teacher, are going through yeah. real world issues. Like, yeah, especially like the foster care system, mm-hmm. issues within their school. Like, they don't want to talk about deforestation. Like, and the only ones who were allowed to pick their own topics were the advanced students. Oh, and right. Cool. And they pick topics on like really cool stuff, like mm-hmm. focusing in on like how Wendy's impacts deforestation or Burger yeah. King with their plant based stuff. Really great mm-hmm. topics, but why can't the kids in the other classes, like I get it, some of them are a little wild, a little rambunctious, a little <laughs> distracted. But I feel like if they opened it up for that or like put yeah. topics on the table because a lot of them are like dealing with stuff like in the foster care system yeah. and I feel like if they're able to talk about that like how many kids go in and out or like write an essay on like the effects or like you know or even anything else they would want to talk about like a lot of them are obsessed with NBA young boy mm-hmm. but to be able to like write an essay on something I feel that you care about I feel like would be they would be more interested yeah yeah of course mm-hmm. and if they were treated like the honor students mm-hmm. then i think there exactly. would be less like mm-hmm. quote-unquote behavioral mm-hmm. issues because it was already been this label attached to them i feel like in my clinical placement it's varied a lot at least in that respect because a lot of the times like if they're writing essays for instance they'll have um different options but it's kind of like where you were saying where it's like some of these options i don't think would actually pertain to their lives and i've spoken with a lot of the students and they had i think in the beginning of the school year like one of those essays where it's like okay like tell me about you like Mm. who are you and like they have so many things going on in their lives that they could not easily but like that they would probably find more interesting or they would want to talk Like, about. it's hard to, like, yeah. just, like, either it's too too stifling or too open. Like, yeah. 
Like I said, when I went to my first couple places, places, but he was like, do whatever you want. And, like, when you have all that freedom, it's like, what is whatever you want? Like, I don't know. Like, right? Tell me about you. And then give us scaffolding questions. That's good. Or, like, give me different prompts. Or, like, or you could come to me with one of your own and we could discuss it. Like, I feel like that would be... Exactly. Cool, too. Me. Okay. What's our next one? Because I accidentally did quotes for every section. Um, components of effective writing assignments. On page 129. Okay. Oh, 129. Hmm? Hmm? Oh, 29. You said that. <laughs> um, okay, so mine was, in formulating your assignments, it is useful to provide students with specific aspects of the rhetorical context in which they are writing. But without being... Sorry, I keep using it. Overly specific in ways that limit their creating or imagining certain components of the context. I think that's one thing I'm I'm personally struggling with. Um, I remember when I was designing my summative assessment for Dr. Mira. Hi. <laughs> um, I had a difficult time making it specific enough where it kind of related back to the essential question and wasn't asking them anything extra then I think it's also hard to find that fine line between being specific enough and giving them enough like creative freedom yeah Yeah. I agree um especially in that context I didn't think about that but I feel like that's a really good (laughs) example um because kind of we we've kind of been talking about it already just like yes students should obviously have more choice more leeway but we still need to add some sort of structure and it's like a balance kind of like a lot of things we've been talking about like even in the debate we had last week with grammar Mm -hmm. slightly different but where it's like do we need to teach it yes or no but it's not as black and white right Mm -hmm. there's a lot of gray area that needs to be addressed and we need to think about because otherwise you're going to stifle the students either way Mm. I agree. I feel like we keep coming back to the same points of, like, specificity, but Mm -hmm. also freedom. Like, giving them enough specifics without stifling their creativity or imagination. And I feel like that was a big part of this chapter. Yeah. Not only having them um, choose their own topics, but also being able to create assignments where they're engaged and challenged, but also have a chance to be creative and imaginative beautiful yeah i feel like that was the biggest takeaway for me too mm-hmm. oh um <laughs> what was the next section? i'm sorry um <laughs> uh scaffolding writing instruction okay scaffolding writing instruction oh, i'm sorry mm. no you're fine i got a good one okay Um, So I chose to scaffold effective collaboration. You may focus on their ability to mutually agree on a shared problem or issue that interests Uh all of the members. (laughs) All of the members of a collaboration of the group will focus on certain aspects of that problem or issue and strategy members will employ to achieve their purpose or goal. Did we all choose the same one? Yes. We did. Okay. Because <laughs> it was the best one. Okay. Um. So, where were we talking?
talking about this. I always, it sounds really bad, but like, I know we were talking about in one of our classes, the importance of, oh, you know what? It might've been Dr. McQueen, right? With the, mm -hmm. the writing, um, it was one of those pieces, but <laughs> um, the importance of collaboration in writing um, is definitely important. Um, going back to McQueen's class, the, there was the one reading about even like the writing workshops and how it would it could be helpful for students to yes go ahead and write but then have other students or other people there to discuss it further with or think of other ideas or options thoughts oh okay <laughs> yeah i feel like um having students we talked about this um have like hmm police themselves within their community mm. like you know like um using um a shared problem or issue and then yeah. having students be able to work off of it together if you get what i'm saying like we talked about I remember dr portra has said to us like you're not getting a distinguished unless the children's uh, children yeah. the <laughs> students are holding the conversation themselves mm -hmm. so like if it's like they're both talking about a shared problem you create an activity where they're like bing 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 exactly. or like this is what i came up with what did you came up with these are the points i have what points do you have oh i like that point oh i like that point and like trading stuff and like collaboratively working together mm -hmm. i feel like that's good because you're guiding them you're not telling them okay you have to do this 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 and be like this 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 you know yes i agree <laughs> um in my placement i've noticed that i feel like the teachers are almost terrified of the students taking control Ooh. of the classroom um i my, agree one of my teachers like co-workers that she's very close with came in and said one of my students came in and told me how to run my classroom like who does he think he is and i was just <laughs> thinking to myself maybe you should listen to listen. him hear him yeah. out there's a lot of direct instruction and even when there is um, like a whole class discussion or small group discussions, it's all the questions and all the activities are dominated by the teacher where they like have specific results in mind and I think that really hinders mm -hmm. their progress. But kind of, I'm sorry, someone. No, go ahead. But, um, yesterday, my clinical placement, um, the students were engaging in a Socratic seminar and we went through it all day. Um, my clobbering teacher, she teaches three classes a day um so that's with, it yeah it's, it's a mine block, is two. block scheduling mine is four oh. is that including the r and r, r, &R? r, &R. okay including the r and r be five. Oh wow oh. you know mine is four including the r and r r and r is um like a homeroom intervention class yeah, for reading. students who are struggling yeah reading and review hmm. um but it took until the end of the day of doing the socratic seminar for a student to she kept <laughs> going up to my teacher like raising her hand and being like you know what would help this discussion if we could have more people in the circle it's just like so many people outside the circle want to talk like we're talking about important they're talking about the crucible they're talking a lot about like yes adultery and like is it justifiable but then also the social context of the town and Oh, that's interesting. That nature. Yeah, but this one student kept telling the teacher, she was like, oh, it would be so much more helpful if we could have more people in there, if we could swap more often, or maybe you should come up with the questions because some of the questions we're coming up with aren't as good, or if you could help us more with that. 
And I was just sitting there. I was like, oh, I'm like, you're right. <laughs> my, my teacher is actually taking it. She was like, oh, good. you know, like, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I was kind of trying to figure out how to make this better. So we could definitely do what you said next time. That's amazing. Yeah. And then I feel like once students are given the confidence to speak up for themselves and see that they like we talked about like funds of knowledge, how they come in mm-hmm, with yeah. their own set of tools and set of strengths, then that can go hand in hand with their writing that they won't be like, okay, I'm going to write this because I need to. It's like, I have these ideas mm-hmm. and I'm bringing this to the table and then they'll feel like they're more successful at it. Yeah. And going off of what you guys both said, I feel like that's, huh, that's great. I, I feel like going, I'm sorry. I just feel like going into it for real, like, mm-hmm. I just expected so much more, you know, from teachers. And I feel like a lot I'm seeing, like, they're not bad teachers, but I'm seeing, like, it's a lot of, like, at our school, what Hannah said, a lot of, like, fear of this, oh, sorry, fear Mm -hmm. of the students or, like, judgment of the students. Like, some of the stuff I feel like you just need to look at, okay, where are they coming from? Yeah. Like, there was this instance... There was this instance where um, I heard about it in our planning meeting that this girl, I guess the teacher, Mm -hmm. left the test out on her desk. And one of these girls in her advanced class had picked the test up and started it. And when the teacher was handing it out, she was like, what are you doing? And she was like, oh, I was trying to help you out. So I just took it and started it. Yeah. My thing was like, okay, what crossed in your mind when you were like, it's okay for me to take the test ahead of time and start it? (laughs) <laughs> but the way the teacher reacted was like, have you lost your blood? You know, you're not supposed to do that. Oh she took God. the test up, That's ripped it in front of the girl's <gasps> face and everyone in class, threw it out. and was like, I'll talk to you after class. And I'm like, I get your frustration as yeah. a teacher. But I also feel like you could sympathize and understand where she's coming from and be like, okay, I have to deduct two points off your test mm-hmm. because you started it ahead of time and that's considered cheating. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it could have been something like that. Like, you could have took it and be like, I'll talk to you after. Yeah. Let everybody start show. and then talk <laughs> to her on the side and let that be known. But, like, you know, like, I feel like we, I see that a lot at our school where it's a lot of, like, how dare he? That little boop hole. Yeah. Like, they talk very derogatorily to the students and that definitely influences their oh, wow. instruction. And then they wonder why they don't care. But I feel like this chapter um, was mostly talking about. (laughs) Okay, I feel like this chapter was mostly talking about um, how students should have their own um, autonomy. Is that autonomy? Autonomy, Autonomy, right? Okay, (laughs) in choosing their topics and. you know, and as teachers, we just need to guide them in a way where they collaboratively work together, work on topics they care about, mm-hmm. and that's how great argumentative writing and teaching comes into place. Well said. Love it.